Welcome to the Need More Buffs podcast, the unofficial Lightseekers podcast sponsored by DeliveryCrab.com. DeliveryCrab.com, your number one source for Lightseekers cards and three points of healing. Welcome back, Seekers, to episode 52 of Need More Buffs. I'm your host, Matt Sonnenberg. Now, I know just last week I was telling you I'm turning this into a bi-weekly show. I need some more time and all that, but this is a special episode that needed to happen, and it needed to happen right now. As I hope you know by now, this past week has been a big week for Lightseekers News. There have been two major announcements. One was just pure excitement. Another one may have caused some slight confusion. So that's what this episode is going to be focusing on, mostly to clear up some of that confusion. Not only for myself, I had a few questions, but for everybody else out there that may be planning for tournaments, got to make sure you're all on the same page. You have all the information, you know what's going on, and I want to get as much information out there as possible so everybody's on the same page. So I know sometimes the written medium can kind of be a little confusing. So blog posts, social media posts, stuff like that can only get across so much. And that's why I like to bring someone onto the podcast like this to kind of give us that that verbalization, that vocalization of what's going on. It can be easier to understand what's going on. It can be easier to ask questions and so on and so forth. So... I went to Play Fusion and talked to one of our rules experts over there and asked him to come on the show with me here today. So today we have on the show Carl, and he is going to be talking with us a little bit about the introduction of Light Seekers onto the Nintendo Switch, but mostly, as I was saying, the other news that is a little more confusing about the classic constructed format that we'll be using for the first few months of 2019 and possibly into the future if people want to hold those type of tournaments it just won't be the standard going forward as always the show notes for this episode can be found at deliverycrab.com slash zero five two that's deliverycrab.com slash zero five two there i will try to kind of put all the information together that we learned in this episode. There's a lot of information. In fact, there's some surprising information that I was not expecting to get. Carl surprised me with a few exclusives in this episode that I was not prepared for. But like I was saying, we'll we'll try to compile it all and get it into the show notes the best we can. But like I was saying earlier, Sometimes there's only so much you can say in a blog post, so it might just be easiest to listen to the episode and get that information that way. So I don't want to tease you too much longer, so let's jump into the episode with Carl and find out what he has to say about the classic constructed format, the Nintendo Switch release, the core box, and so much more. Welcome to the show, Carl. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, thank you. And yourself? I'm not doing bad. So we brought you on today, and it's kind of a surprise episode for me because I wasn't expecting to have all this news to have to sort out so quickly. <laughs> yeah, my apologies on that part. Ah, it's not your fault. I'm just glad we have the information in, in time, and we can get some clarity on some things, I guess, because I think I understand how everything's supposed to work and how things are meant to be, but I want to make sure I have it right and make sure that everybody else out there understands the, the same way I do. Yeah, sure. Um, I think this is a good place to sort of clarify any questions that people may have had 
uh, sort of make it a bit clear as to what everything is and what is moving forward as well. Exactly. So before we get into the main point, I just want to say the news we got yesterday, Lightseekers coming to Nintendo Switch, that yeah. came out of nowhere. Yep. But that's yeah, huge. Yeah. We give you all a, a nice little Christmas treat, something to look forward to into the new year. Yeah, absolutely. That's great news. I I knew that I believe you still are working on like PC, like a Steam version probably. Yep. Yeah, no, we definitely are still working on that. And you should be hearing some more information about that relatively soon. Wonderful. That, that's so uh, glad to so, hear. Yeah, not just stopping at Steam. Uh, uh, <laughs> Switch, my apologies. It's all good. Yeah, the, the Steam and Switch, they're, they're very similar in some respects, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in any case, I'm glad to hear that's coming. Glad to hear that's on track. Um, I think the date on the Switch shop, is that pretty accurate? I think it was like January 10th. Like, I don't know, is that yeah. set in stone now? Yeah, that's the date we're aiming for currently. Okay. That's good to hear. So come to Nintendo Switch, get your consoles ready there. But like I said, that's not exactly why I asked for this episode. That's not why I wanted to get you on here. This is more preparing for that 2019 season where we have a new format that we're going to be talking about. The classic, classic constructed. Is there an official terminology for that? It's just classic constructed. So you've still got the basic and advanced that you've seen before. Okay. Do we have any plans for using that advanced constructed format again so when it comes to the gold which is probably you know the the first sort of tier that people will be aiming for to go and compete in mm-hmm. we give these stores the power of to what they want to run it as so okay. they can either run it as classic basic classic advanced or if they really want to that we could also give them the power to run it as draft Ooh, interesting so uh you <laughs> could be quite well participating in a uh, draft gold qualifier Wow, that would be very interesting. I'd be up for that. But I got... from uh, PAX, it's something we definitely wanted to support more because we saw a great response from players there, including yourself. It's true. I very much love draft. I, I can't tell you why, but it, I love playing in drafts. So. It feels different, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we kind of finally got the uh, set of rules nailed down for that. Yeah. In any case, the classic constructed. Maybe this, for people who might not have heard of this yet, who might just be listening to the podcast, can you give me a basic definition of what we can expect with this? So Classic is sort of taking it to the grassroots, but not in a sense where we've still got all of Awakening. So any of the uncommon and rare heroes, such as Sicario and Dolo, can't be used moving forward in Classic format. Um, you've also only got access to one of your Classic combos, so that's any combo that hasn't been reprinted since Awakening. And that is across your main deck and side deck, so only one now. So if you want to bring your Wrath of the Mountain, you can't bring things like Magma Blast as well. And then on top of that, any of the non-reprinted Awakening cards, such as Magma Spitter, is restricted to one per deck. However, you can include as many of these classic cards in your deck as you want, but only a maximum of one copy per each card. So you could have 30 classic cards, but only one yeah, of yeah. each. If you want to run a, a Highlander classic deck, then uh, oh that'd be something... Definitely interesting to see. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how that would run. Actually, uh, no, <laughs> quite difficult. I think. Um, in any case, one thing you did kind of gloss over there, which I know has been a question on the forums and in Facebook and such. Um, one classic combo across both main and side deck. Yes. So if you include one in the main deck, you can't side any, and if you include one inside, then you can't have it in your main deck. Okay, that that's going to be very important because 
yeah. Part of the reason I want to clarify these rules is because I host the tournaments and I, I have to go through these deck lists and I need to make sure that, well, they're valid. So Yeah, definitely. It's uh, nice to have a bit of an FAQ on this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's good to know. That's going to make building a little bit tougher, I think. Because I, yeah. I, I was expect, actually expecting that ruling to probably go the other way, that you could side more of them, but still only no. have one in the main deck. So that, the thing we wanted to avoid was the decks just go back to where they were after game one. Like we wanted every deck to feel, you know, fresh, new for the mm-hmm. new season. Got it. That makes sense. So I guess the next point about classic is when does this actually take effect? So classic's gonna be kicking in from January first. Okay. So that starts right away in January. Yeah. So and... same as when uh, organized play starts, the classic format starts alongside it. Okay. Do, do we know how the the digital game is going to line up? Because I know the season right now, we have been running two-month seasons. Yeah. Is that going to cut off in uh, January? Is it going to be mid-season? Sorry, my bad. Um, it's still going to be continuing to run two months. and We don't want to uh, interject early into this season. Okay. So therefore, you won't be seeing a change until after this season has been completed. Okay, so digitally, we won't see these changes until February? Correct. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, we didn't want to sort of change um, the format during a season and therefore potentially change the results of the season. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to let this one run through, and then after that, we'll be looking to change it. That makes sense. So then, questions about cards that are receiving errata or have errata. Yeah. Um, because there are some that have it now and some that are getting it and some that had it digitally, but yeah. are getting it in the physical eventually. Like, can you walk me through some of those? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this all comes under sort of the, the overarching branch of the core box. Okay. But as of January 1st, the cards that have already had erratas, but haven't yet had a physical printing, things like Lone Shark Reefy, Alchemy Lab, Reality Rift, Spirit Gate, all of those already have erratas mm-hmm. they've already taken effect yep all of the other cards that are getting an errata will not receive that until they've got a physical printing so that'll be with the core box alongside uprising okay so the core box is still planned to come out with uprising correct yeah and do we know what is going to be in the core box is it just those that need those reprints or is it everything from awakening that is still valid or are you allowed so, to tell us what's in that yeah, box so something that may double check sure to uh see that i could share with you today and this will be a bit of an exclusive for you um I is like that. the sort of breakdown of the core box as well as some of the other errata's and things that we've got inside there okay so i'll just walk you through it so we've got a total of 117 cards in this core box alongside four booster packs i'm assuming those the- are going to be uh, uprising at that point I believe it to be two Kindred, two Uprising. Okay. So there'll be 75 common cards. So these will be sort of your buff removal stuff, basic damage, things like that. We'll also be seeing things like Mage Ship getting a reprint in this for the first time. Interesting. We've got 34 uncommon cards, which includes all of the basic items from Awakening. So you've still got all your superior access, uh, no effect items. Yeah, I was pretty sure we'd be seeing those. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to force people to have to use the non-superior ones. It's nice to have that bit of flexibility. Mm-hmm. And then the eight rare cards, making that 117 card number. Continuing on from that, you're talking about the sort of errata and things that we can expect to see in the future. Mm-hmm. 
we're going to be reprinting Sunbeacon, Moonsong, Shadow Wraith, Pollen Weaver, and Tyrex Engineer. So all of these are currently banned. However, they'll be seeing their digital errata, and they'll be made legal once again. However, this will be treated as a reprint, so they'll all be allowed back at three for both classic and standard, or for one in the case of Moonsong. <laughs> yes. Are those getting the reprints in the core box? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so all of those will be found in there. Wonderful. It'd be nice to see some of them back again, being yeah. as they've been gone for so long, mm-hmm. um, but obviously not the power they, they were once. Yeah, but in the long term, we all understand, even if we don't like it, we understand it's it's for the good of the game. Oh, yeah, definitely. Some of the uh, shenanigans you can get up to with Shadow Wraith were uh, quite amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I've even had interesting interactions. I For the first time this past week, I saw someone play Moonsong in the app. And yeah. It's like, huh. That it takes you by surprise, right? You just yeah. remember that it... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize that was actually playable. Okay, sure. Got it. Okay. Do we have a price point on that core box? Um, not currently, I don't believe. Uh, not as far as I know, either way. I'm sure, sure that someone here has got that. But <laughs> so, Someone has an idea of what, what you want to charge. <laughs> that makes um, sense. I've got a little bit more information about the box as well, though. I'll take um, it. So we do have a few errata cards that won't be getting reprinted. So Dolo the Mighty, Wind Controller, and the Heap will not be seeing a reprint in this box. Dolo the Mighty obviously not being able to be used in classic format anyway. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wind Controller and the Heap will not be reprinted. However, they will still be treated as they've got their errata. And you can use their Awakening versions. Okay, those with also, the errata then? Like, they've never actually been banned, correct? No. So they, no, they can can't be banned. used in standard? They can, no, they will not be able to be used in standard, no. Okay. So they will be going alongside things like Alchemy Lab, which will be seeing a reprint with this updated text. Yeah. That will not be a, a reprint, so to speak, in terms of being a viable for standard. Okay. Good to know. We do have a few other tweaks and changes that we'll be making, both physically and digitally, which, again, is a bit of a insider scoop for you. <laughs> These will all be included in the core box, and this is four new erratas to pre-existing cards that will be legal for standard. I'll just go through each of these individually. So we're starting off with Crystal Maze. So we found that this one, with the healing and the milling aspect, proved to be pretty potent in most of the mill and heal decks currently available. Yep. So the condition has now been changed from if they've attacked you last turn to if they've played a combo on the last turn or have a combo buff in play. Okay, I like that. Yeah. It still provides you the four healing, but Mm -hmm. for the added mill, it's now got that mountainous feel where, you know, you're sort of anti-combo. Sure. Saw that played to great effect just at this past tournament that I held, so... Indeed, uh, yeah. So yeah. it's one that's been on our radar for a little while, and we felt that that was the best change for that. I like it. Um, next up is Beast Caller, so we're adding both keywords of burn and unique to it. Ooh. So this will be put in alongside one of our rule changes that we'll be seeing soon, where burn cards, once played, they can no longer be moved to any other play zone other than discard pile. Interesting. So things like the Beast Caller <laughs> and uh, Thunder Slug Loop. Is yeah, now, that doesn't or, work. Sorry, from January 1st will no longer be available. Okay. When a card says burn, you really want it to be burned. Yeah, yeah. Quite literally now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next up, we've got Storm Calling. We're going to be adding burn to that one as well. So that's something that we found with, well, moving forward, to be things like Blood Pack Redeemer, where you can keep putting it back into the deck, keep putting all of your combos back. Yeah, we found this to be uh, still too much of an infinite loop, even though it's not quite. It's enough to sort of see through the game. 
We want to yeah, be stopping. I mean, typically, if you can get through all of your combos, two or if you manage a third time, like yeah, yeah, that that's going on too it's much. Probably over by that point, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then last one up is Umbron Informant. So obviously, Ooh. the world's favorite draw card. Yeah. It's now going to be capped at a maximum of four draws. Interesting. So that one for aggro won't be quite so uh, potent when you're able to get it with no cards in hand. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, a four-card draw is still great. Oh, incredible, yeah. But, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that changes people's playstyles. I mean... It'll be I, nice as well, because some of the decks will maybe look to different draw options, such as Umbron Barkeep and things like that now. Yeah, it'll open up the options for some of the other cards out there. I know when I've started playing Informant, like, when I first started playing with it, I always wanted, you know, that seven-card draw or whatever, but... yeah. In a competitive standing anyway, that wasn't really realistic, and I got yep. down to the point where it's like, okay, if I can get three or more, I'll be happy. Yeah, that has proved its worth. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's no going to be some interesting changes. We'll see how the community reacts to that. But Yeah. But again, just to clarify, those, those four cards will only be changed as of the core box release. Yes. They will still be as they were from the 1st of January in Classic, and when Standard comes back they'll be changed we'll be sure to make a big deal of that when that does happen again yep. for anybody participating in our tournaments i've already stated regardless of when uprising actually does release my first three tournaments in 2019 are all going to be using the classic format anyway so yeah. just to be safe yeah, it's nice to have a sort of clarification for players so they can prepare for it yep so we'll keep those at classic you don't have to worry about these new rules and new cards that are coming out but or no erratas i guess but that's a lot of information to take in yeah sorry to sort of uh, throw it all at you like that but. it's all good i appreciate it and i'm sure the listeners will appreciate it as well yeah one more thing as well i did mention it then but we'll be seeing as of january 1st there'll be an update to not just our game rules but also to our tournament policy as well main things are just to include the classic mode mm-hmm. and the deck construction rules for that into the tournament policy as well as the new burn changes into the game rules. Okay. But again, more information on that will be posted either tomorrow or next week. Wonderful. We like to get all the information we can. Indeed. Are there any other questions or concerns you've seen come up with the classic constructed format? A lot of the people, uh, we've seen a majority positive view on this, but there's obviously a few concerns that, some of the cards are still powerful even at one with new cards being able to sort of find them out of your deck mm-hmm. they may still prove to be powerful and this is definitely something that we'll be monitoring going forwards sort of potentially looking to have different ban lists for both of our different formats now so if there's any problem cards for classic but they're fine in standard or they're not around in standard then that's obviously something we can look at all right well yeah i think that is a about it i just wanted to get some some clarity on what the classic format is when it's coming out what's going to be happening and how that relates to you know the core box or what or whether or not relates to the core box i guess but yeah i think we have a lot of our answers there so no worries i think one thing else that people may want to know about is the sort of printing of cards and whether that affects their viability for tournaments yes so for example if you had something like flame bat from awakening that's still able to be used in both formats at three this is just because it's had a reprint in both mythical and the kindred constructed decks however it will be treated as though it's got the most updated text so 
with Awakening not having any of the family symbols, it is still treated as an elemental. Okay, that's a good clarification there, yes. So your Awakening cards that you've collected since day one, yeah. as long as they have a reprint, as long as a version of it is is viable for tournament play in standard, in standard. Yeah. then you can use the actual physical Awakening card yeah. and it just... And if ever there's any the text. Of, uh, if ever there's any discrepancies between what the text is, players are always more than welcome to just call over a tournament official, and they should be able to resolve the issue with that. Yeah, we're getting to the point where there's a lot of cards to remember. But yeah, <laughs> we'll get there exactly. And obviously, with some of the awakening cards now having families attached to them, mm-hmm. it's difficult to keep track of everything. Yeah, typically I I found that the player whose deck it is has kind of those interactions in mind already, and so they know what family it belongs to. But yeah, if you're playing against someone who's trying to add a family to an Awakening card, feel free to ask. Yeah, because not that I think anyone would, but you know, it's always nice to avoid people trying to just add a few things where they shouldn't be able to. Mm -hmm. All right. I think that all sounds good. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for the exclusive information. That was completely unexpected. It's nice to sort of reach the communities in different ways. And I feel that this is a way that people who are following you and, you know, and supporting you that way, is going to get a little bit of an edge over everyone else, which is quite nice. I like it. So, Carl, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? You can find me on Discord. So if you find me on either the OLL or you can find me in the official Lightseekers Discord, or you can contact me through Facebook, Carl Ross Walker. If you want to just drop me a message on there, I'm more than happy to answer any questions you have. And those probably be the best two places to find me. All right. I look forward to uh, reaching out to a few people and answering any other questions that you may have. That's what we'd like to hear. Thank you once again for coming on the show tonight, Carl, and we'll talk to you soon. Brilliant. Thanks for having me. See you again soon. And there you have it, folks. That is wraps up episode 52 of Need More Buffs. I hope you guys are just surprised as I was, blown away just how much information Carl was able to give us in this episode. We have the Nintendo Switch release of Lightseekers that is aiming for January 10th. We have the classic constructed format that begins on January 1st. The big things to remember there, that the gameplay itself is going to be exactly the same, but when you're building your deck, you need to remember no retired heroes. You can only have one classic combo across your entire deck that includes main deck and sideboard, only one classic combo in either of those, and then one of each classic action card is allowed as opposed to the normal three of each action card that you can have with any cards that are in the standard format. I hope you all appreciated getting a sneak peek at what's to come in the core box. If you have any questions about that or anything else you heard in the episode, please feel free to reach out to myself or Carl. We'll get you whatever answers we can as soon as possible. But I think that's it for now. We'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled programming. But until that time, i got some more deliveries to make.